Truth Jihad Radio is 100% crowdfunded and therefore fearless and independent. Please help us stay that way. You can subscribe at my Substack. That's kevinbarrett.substack.com. Or you could send a one-time PayPal donation to truthjihad at gmail.com. Hey, welcome back. This is the second hour of tonight's live broadcast of Truth Jihad Radio, broadcasting live on Revolution.Radio, the finest of free speech networks. It is listener-supported, so go to Revolution.Radio and find out how you can help keep this free speech outlet on the air. We're living in a world of ever-increasing censorship. It just keeps getting worse and worse, getting crazier and crazier. It seems that the corrupt elite... That is, the oligarchy that rules the West has completely given up on all these Western ideals, so-called, of freedom and uh, free thought and, and even you know, academic freedom. It's not just the media that's censored these days, but the academy is suffering even worse than it did back in 2006 when I was basically chased out for saying unkind things about the perpetrators of 9-11. So anyway, I guess that we're in a whole new world here, and... We have to talk to the folks who are willing to call it the way they see it um, and suffer all of the consequences. And one of them is my on and off again False Flag Weekly News co-host, Helen Bynisky, a.k.a. Helen of Destroy. And that's the name for Substack, which is highly recommended. She has an article up on McCarthy's wet dream about blacklisting censorship and uh, other mind control tactics of the consent manufacturing industry. And I think she has a brand new version or uh, part two up or will very soon. So let's talk about that. Hey, welcome, Helen. How's it going? It's good. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you back. So, yeah, you uh, you talked about some academic freedom or academic unfreedom cases that I wasn't really all that familiar with in in this article. And it's it's pretty horrifying now how easy it is for them to railroad people out of the academy. I mean, back in 2006, there was still a sort of a belief in academic freedom. And so the University of Wisconsin provost at the time stood up for me to the extent of you know, refusing to fire me, even though half of the state legislature said I should be fired for the 9-11 work I was doing outside of the classroom. But the university itself and the bureaucracy said, well, wait a minute, I mean, this guy isn't really doing anything wrong, and yeah, okay, we agree, we don't like what he's saying about 9-11 either, really, but but hey, what can we do? He's doing his job, and there's this thing called academic freedom. And so that was, you know, they, they didn't rehire me then, the next semester, but they could pretend that they weren't actually censoring me, so they were all sort of, you know, bowing and kowtowing to the whole notion of academic freedom. And, you know, there was a certain reality to it still. Now, today, it looks like, there's less and less. And so maybe you could talk a little bit about that and about some of these bizarre cases of uh, academicians being just blatantly, brutally censored without any recourse, without any real idea of academic freedom to sustain them. Yeah, well, I think that uh, back when, when you had your situation, it was very unusual for a, a professor, especially a senior professor, a tenured professor, or or even just a graduate student to be railroaded out just because of something that they said, if they hadn't broken any laws, that they hadn't violated any disciplinary strictures or whatever. Uh, it was still very di- different, and uh, administrators might actually take some notice of it and get involved in the case itself and weigh it on the merits. And, you know, the things you're supposed to do when you have, like, one of these situations at your school. 
but um unfortunately it's become so commonplace now and these these it's because there's like a routine almost that they go through that's paint by number and so these administrators have so many of these cases that they just they don't even bother lifting a finger to to actually look at what the thing is about i mean the the, the i don't know if you're looking at the at the McCarthy's Westing article or the one before that oh that, that was probably the earlier one actually that, yeah, that, yeah that was that was, about, the, uh, was the open with that and then and, move on yeah yeah, yeah. I wrote about uh, Tim Coles, who's a graduate. Uh, well, he's he's a doctoral uh, candidate. He he completed his doctorate, and then uh, because of an article that he wrote in a Australian uh, magazine that had nothing to do with his doctoral work, that had nothing to do with anything he did at the university, um, or he thinks it was because of a series of articles, but it it, it had something to do with his writing, which was. Like, again, completely unrelated to his work at the school. Uh, they just decided that one day they just he wasn't able to get into his email and he had no idea what was going on. And the administrators gave him the runaround and the people in his program. They didn't want to take credit for having done this act of like unpersoning. I mean, it wasn't even censorship. It was literally unpersoning. He, he used that email account for years and suddenly to be unable to access your email account in, in this day and age when uh, we do most of our stuff online. Um, it's got to be a very disturbing feeling. I mean, the, the word that I kept using and like feeling repetitive for using was Kafkaesque, but that's what it is. I mean, it's like you are you're in a, a situation where you don't know what you've done wrong. You can't plead your case because you don't know what the law you may or may not have broken is. You don't even know who you're supposed to go plead your case to because you don't know what the law you've broken is. You don't know who's on what side. It's it's a nightmare. It's a complete nightmare. And um, the fact that this is going on so often, I mean, he's he still hasn't had a, re- a resolution to that case. He tried to bring it up to there's there's like a a body in the UK that uh, has some sort of jurisdiction over these things, and um, it, that it was not successful. And I, so I don't I don't know like what. Uh, what they, what, what we're supposed to, 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 to take as a cue of this, like they, they want, they want people to, to go to, to go to university and to uh, study hard and get, get degrees and stuff. But uh, if by merely stepping out of line in your extracurricular activities, not even in what you do at school, you can be the perfect uh, university citizen, and just you, you might happen to write about something that is considered wrong think that week because of course it changes from week to week. One must always keep you on your toes, but um, it's. There are so many of these cases that it just boggles the mind. It's it's disgusting, and um, it's really it really makes one want to have a second thought about pursuing a career in academia.